0: the tool for this podcast episode 32 the mandalorian season one episode one reviews so grab your beskar armor and jump on your swoop bike let's go yeah Mandalorian's out man Mandalorian's out it's been almost uh, hasn't been 24 hours yet but uh, it's still fresh it's still it's it's like it's like Christmas morning snow fresh right now the (laughs) Mandalorian
1: It, that it is it, yeah
0: it still feels like christmas doesn't it it feels like it feels like it's it's like eight o'clock p.m it feels like it's 8, 8 p.m on christmas day right <laughs> so like all of the christmas activities have all passed but it's still christmas and you still got your new toys all around you and you and you've been playing with them all day but you're not bored of them yet and they're all still like fantastic and awesome to you yeah uh that's where we are right now yeah yeah you
1: so uh you uh you watched this bright and early in the morning didn't you
0: i did i watched it at i think I think it was like 3:30 in the morning while I was working. So I didn't, I didn't give it a full, like a full watch. Cause I have to like pay attention to my work and I, yeah. I always just have something on, on the background, but, um, yeah, so, I, my, my first viewing was at 3:30 AM because, because Twitter was driving me nuts with like everybody watching their countdowns in different time zones. Yeah, And I think the central time zone in the U S uh, started watching it at like, uh, it seemed like 2 AM. I started seeing people posting that they were, that they were watching it. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I couldn't resist. I, I went, I went and sought it out and, um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I watched it, you know, before four in the morning, um, here in the Eastern, uh, standard time zone. And, uh, and then after I finished work, I watched it again. So I've seen it twice now all the way through, Yeah. Okay. but, uh, man, I like, I, yeah, I've, ah, ah. <laughs> I want to get into it. Yeah. How about you? well
1: uh i uh i watched it when i got home uh from work uh unfortunately i had to uh work today yeah <laughs> as yeah. much as i wanted to call in sick just so i could watch it but you know <laughs> it is what it is for christmas yes yeah. so um but yeah no uh i was a little disappointed uh i actually uh, messaged you earlier that uh i saw one spoiler on uh when uh i was at work and i was like motherfucker <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody right? spoiled the ending for you. Yeah.
1: Well, I didn't know what part it was, but, yeah, they definitely, it was a little spoiler, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't um, okay, well, anyone to you post know what? Spoilers.
0: Let's get let's get this out of the way. Spoiler alert: We are going to talk about every detail about yeah. episode. Not every detail because there's too much, but uh, we will. We are going to spoil. We're we are, we are going to have a completely uh, spoiler review of yeah, episode one. So if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want us to ruin any of it,
1: chapter just, one, not episode hit, one, chapter
0: hit, one. Yes, that's thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, if you don't want us to spoil uh the Mandalorian uh season one chapter one for you, then hit eject right now because yeah. cause we are gonna get into this.
1: Yeah, we're gonna spoil the fucking shit out of this. <laughs> so but yeah.
0: So so you watched it after work, uh, yeah. and um, you know, uh how did it make you feel, Kevin? How did it make
1: you feel? Okay, so uh I I I I liked it. Um yeah. it uh it had okay, so while I was watching it, they were like sprinkling little things throughout the uh, entire episode that was just like here's a little fan service. Here's a little
0: fan yeah. service. Yeah, yeah. Here's a little fan service.
1: Yeah. Um one of them in particular, uh okay <laughs> one of them in particular was when the uh when uh our the the Mandalorian, who we don't know his name yet, um yeah captured the blue dude in the bar and yep. they're on the ship and he's like rambling on. That was the only character that I wasn't really fond of by the way, that blue dude, yep. he was yep. kind of, and it's funny. So I was watching,
0: he kind of he felt a little bit like a Star Trek alien to me, like a, like a a character that just walked off the set of next generation onto the set of the show.
1: Yes, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, I, I felt like he was from something else. Um, I was watching another little, uh, reviewer, online before um before we started recording and um they referred to him as straight out of like the cartoons which i can totally see
0: yeah okay that that would be my top line reaction Uh, and i saw a lot of people out there online um cheering this that this Mm -hmm. feels very dave filoni
1: yeah Uh, and
0: he you know he he wrote he wrote co-wrote and directed this episode yeah so I mean that is to be expected, but I I hear you and that I agree with you in that that in certain spots is a good thing, but in certain spots kind of feels like ah like to me yeah you anyway like, like
1: like kind like, of like like one of those annoying um, like characters like like on like, like rebels or something
0: yeah like don't get me wrong listeners like this show is everything I said it was going to be it's amazing I'm head over heels in love oh, yeah. with it, it was so good. but but I am going to have a little a couple of criticisms for it uh yeah be, because you know it's nothing's perfect but nothing's um, perfect. I, uh, I, I think there is room for improvements in a couple of minor areas and you know we're just at the beginning of the journey yeah, so i'm this sure is, I'm yeah sure this I'm is per- the
1: first episode right uh, yeah so
0: but um the, like don't let me reduce your hype level like one no. iota if you haven't seen it yet uh you have it's <laughs> it's, it's great like it's great it's um i is it is it the best star Wars that I've seen since return of the Jedi, which I've, I've heard some people saying, or Mm -hmm. at least predicting, you know, is this going to, um, I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I I think, I I think I'm going to have to give it a few more episodes before I make that kind of call. Like, yeah, no, I agree. Is it, is it better than everything else that's come since return of the Jedi? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's, it's got that potential for sure. Uh, right now. Oh yeah. There's
1: definitely uh, potential on this. Um, but yeah, no, what I was gonna say is, uh, he, I don't know if you know this, but he dropped, well, oh, I guess I'm not gonna make it home for life day. And I was Light. just like, yeah. all yeah. right, so holiday they canonized special. the Christmas yeah, special, holiday special is yep. officially canonized. Yeah. Um, apparently it already was canon because of uh, Chewbacca's family <laughs> or something like that, is what I heard somewhere. But uh, now, uh, to sure. me, this feels more, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh,
0: fan uh, service
1: no no or? not fan service like it's more concrete now that it's that, right. that he a dropped yeah that he dropped uh i guess i'm gonna go yes. home for life
0: day <laughs> light day yeah life, um life yeah and and there and there is a there is a um i think a theme that i, that I caught running through this too is mm-hmm. that there are moments like that that feel very disney to me like very like as as much as this is kind of a violent like um, yeah. gangster story and um,
1: it definitely and, feels and, like and a western, western. Yeah. yeah, it definitely feels like a western. As, as
0: like. much as it is that for adults, mm-hmm. it's got it's got little little heartwarming Disney touches um, throughout, <laughs> yeah. and you know, uh, including you know a quick mention of the Christmas special and yeah, uh, uh, it's light uh, yeah, yeah.
1: So, but yeah no um like i said i i did i did dig it but there was obviously it had its flaws and yep. to me uh blue blue dude was one of those flaws
0: blue dude blue dude i yeah blue dude was one of those was one of, was a moment where i was like okay this is a compromise i gotta make because this yeah. is like old star wars meeting new star wars yeah again right it's like when people say like there shouldn't have been that that big comedy bit at the beginning of the last jedi that mm. it didn't feel like it didn't feel like star wars uh, the whole like uh, phone the fake phone, phone call, call, yeah, bit, bit that Poe did. Um, I'm like, you know what? You you gotta. Star Wars has always had a sense of humor, yeah. and the sense of humor has to update with the times for the audience. It, I agree, and and I, I feel like this is like a modern day uh, Hollywood sense of humor bleeding into this, mm. and and yeah, I can accept that. That's fine. I I, I was okay with him. Um, because there were some great moments, yeah. uh, like, like, like when they escape. Okay. Do you want to, uh, no, I don't want to go jump through the into plot. It. Let's jump into it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have I don't want to go through detail by detail, no, but the, but the to, but. episode starts out with, with that great, um, bar scene that we've seen, uh, in the trailer so many times. And, um, it's that the Mandalorian.
1: Was, that was actually mm-hmm. another thing I just wanted to bring up. Uh, I noticed this episode was heavily reliant on like like the trailer. So everything in the trailer we saw in this episode, yeah, like there I was, feel like that's, yeah, yeah, most of the shit that we saw. So uh, I hope that's a good sign that they use a lot of the trailer or the first episode for the trailer. Um, that way, they're like kind of um, holding out for the bigger surprises
0: right um, i ex- right? i expect i like yeah i'm totally looking forward to episode two because there's so much like i've i've seen so much of it that i've already seen that i feel like there's so much i haven't seen now yeah right i feel like so much of what's coming is stuff that i haven't seen yet um even though th- we still haven't seen uh uh gina, gina Carano. yeah gina Yeah, yeah. gina Carano, gina Carano <laughs> thank you um uh, she's listed as being in this episode. She might have been in her armor with her helmet on in the background somewhere, but she doesn't actually perform yeah. uh doesn't have any dialogue in this episode that I caught anyway. Yeah, like I
1: said, um uh, I heard she's supposed to be a shock trooper. And if you know what a shock trooper looks like, they have like red on their uh, helmet. Yeah. And um in one of the teasers or the trailers that dropped in the last like forty-eight hours. I know I saw a shock trooper in one of those, so I'm assuming that's her. So, right. uh, we'll, I guess we'll see, uh, hopefully right. soon, but yeah, uh, so I don't know if she will be like one of the regular stormtroopers that were in, um, uh, the dude that he got the bounty from. You know, how there were stormtroopers when he walked in there. I don't think one of them is her, but who knows,
0: right? Uh, and you think she, it's, there was no way she was one of those skinny stormtroopers. Those yeah. stormtroopers, there's there's a scene in this where there's four stormtroopers um that are gonna kind of kind of have the the surrounded and Mm -hmm. and that they kind of stand off with each other a little bit and these stormtroopers are so ragged and beat up that they actually they got skinny actors to play them (laughs) because they're like a pack of like starving dogs in the desert at this point right that's the that's the kind of sense of the state of uh the empire the imperials who are left trying Mm -hmm. to like hold it together or get power back right now um
1: but I a love fun that, scene, I love that line a, in that in that part too. When they're like, "We it, we, we are, we're uh, four to one." He's like, "Let like me do it.
0: Odds. Let me do it." Yeah, let me do it. <laughs> we have you outnumbered four to one. I like those odds. <laughs> that <laughs> um, was a great line. <laughs> he, that, but, okay, that was great. That was fun, yeah, right? Yeah. But I also want to say that at that moment, that was where I was like felonie. Yeah. Because that dialogue is an example of. Um, like it's very, it's very Star Warsy dialogue, but it's more, it's more Star Wars animated series dialogue. Um, it's the 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 clone troopers and the stormtroopers in the animated series. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of have this signature feel, the voice um, and the way they speak, uh, their cadence, um, and. And, and same thing with the Mandalorians and the sound of their voices through their helmets and their kind of accent and cadence mm-hmm. and all of that. Like, if you closed your eyes for that scene, I think they just took the sound directly from the animated show. Right. And they said, you know, this is what stormtroopers sound like. And this is what Mandalorians sound like based on the animated. And of course, it's because it's Dave Filoni directing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, that... Although that was a great part, right? It was a great part. Yeah. To me, that was one of those moments where I was like, "Wow, this is so Filoni. Um <laughs> So, I mean, we'll see how, like, if that goes off the rails. Like, there weren't any force wolves yet, but there was that moment at the end of this <laughs> episode. <wolves>. Um, <laughs> that moment at the end of this episode, which kind of uh, it's you know, it was cute and it was adorable, mm-hmm. but it kind of reminded me of the pilot of clone wars and we're going to get back to that later i'm done with that that's a teaser that's for the end okay. uh we're going to get to the end later um <laughs> so basically the the, the 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 plot of the show uh we start out with him landing on this planet with him arriving at this bar uh he interrupts a gang of thugs who are about to cut up this blue alien to take mm. his glands because his glands apparently uh can be sold somewhere for money yeah. um and the Mandalorian walks in on this, interrupts it, basically saves the blue dude's life. Um, you know the 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 thug creatures in the bar. They of course they have a problem with him. They take him on. There's like a very very westerny standoffy scene, right? It's like this is very Clint Eastwood. The the stranger the stranger rolls into the bar and the local tough guys. Uh, immediately want to test him and take him on you know they they draw attention to the beskar steel am i saying that right beskar i'm
1: not sure uh, exactly but yeah i think that's
0: um, which which is the steel that the mandalorian's armor is made of this Mm -hmm. is again is something that was uh dealt with uh a lot in the i believe it's clone wars um animated series uh, this, there's a lot of lore about the Mandalorians that come out in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, we get a mention of this, of this, of this steel, this Beskar metal, right off the bat, just to, just to start bringing in that Mandalorian lore, like right in the first few minutes of the show. Right. Um, mm-hmm. which is great storytelling. Uh, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, and later on, we're going to learn more about this Beskar metal that it's like, it's so strong that it can actually deflect, uh, lightsabers.
1: Lightsabers or uh,
0: lasers? Yeah, uh, both.
1: Oh, okay, uh, I didn't know about the lightsabers, but yeah, okay. Definitely. This is part of why
0: the Mandalorian are so deadly to the Jedi, right? Okay. Because their their Beskar metal can actually protect them from lightsabers in a fight. Okay. So, um, so Mandalorian makes quick work of the thugs in the bar in a fight scene that. Kind of left me a little bit longing, and I'm and I'm going to give you a quick explanation here about me me and live action fight scenes. I had a problem with Batman forever. Uh, because I always wanted Batman to fight like I thought he did in the comics—was super acrobatic, super quick, like Spider-Man, almost quick, um, with like never standing still, never just standing in front of you and throwing a punch. But like that's what we got in every Batman movie, even the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, which were great. Um, we got this slow like clumsy looking Batman. It's a guy in a suit throwing punches like in a bar fight. And it it doesn't look like a superhero to me. And then we finally got a quick live action Batman in like the Zack Snyder version Mm -hmm. of Batman. Right. And, you know, say what you want about um, that Batman, but the action sequences it, you know, without dialogue are amazing. The best Batman action sequences, live action ever put on film, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and I will fight anybody who has a problem with that.
1: So uh can I just interrupt for a second
0: there? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah.
1: one of the reasons why uh the Batman fighting was better in that one opposed to the other ones, because remember they were still trying to like figure out um how to make it the the uh armor um, and this is from a film perspective, um, right. how to make the armor, um, more fluent. Right. So you got to remember these costumes that they're wearing, they're hard to move in. Yes. So, uh, as time go- went by, obviously they figured out, uh, by the time they got to, uh, Batfleck, um, how to make it a little bit more fluent so they can, so he can move easier and, right. and make it look more not not so right. robotic. So that was one of right. the biggest uh, complaints so I know. Um, Chris, uh, what's his name? Bale, uh, Christian Bale, Christian Bale. was uh, he, he couldn't move, <laughs> and right. uh, it was right. a and, chore and, and you, could and you could tell, you could tell when you watched mean, so.
0: when you watched his Batman in a fight scene. Yeah, it looked like just a guy step, in a in, in a big heavy in a big heavy rubber suit. Yeah, uh, trying to fight and. And Christian, I think I think fix that mostly digitally, which yeah. is which is fine because you got a guy in a mask, so you can you can you can make a digital version of him. It can look real enough, especially in a dark setting, you know. Um, so uh, um, anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> this first fight scene to me reminds me of Tim Burton Batman fight scene and not oh, Zack wow. Snyder or Batman fight yeah, okay. scene. All right. you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. so. I just want them to figure out how to tighten up the action mm-hmm. so so it doesn't look like a guy in a costume that he can't see out of yeah. trying to... Th- because Pedro Pascal, we saw him in Game of Thrones, is has the most amazing dexterity and, and can, can stage the most amazing fight scene and perform amazingly under these circumstances. Right. But you can tell that he can't see out of his helmet and you can tell that he's... That he just can't move as naturally as he should be able to. And I need, I don't know what the solution is to that, but I need them to find one. Um, This is going to bug me throughout the whole show because this is an action show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could fix it in editing. You could just tighten that editing right up, right? And just never show uh, like a full second of natural motion. Just cut Mm -hmm. it and cut it and cut it, right? And keep it tight. Um, And you could fix it that way. Yeah. But um, that wasn't done here, in my opinion, and and this scene suffers from it a little bit. Um, yeah. That being said, still a great scene, and yeah, we no. move from, and we move quickly from. Sorry, we got to move on, and I'm just, I'm just yeah, taking no it, um. Well, we move from there to figuring out. Oh, wait a minute! The Mandalorian isn't saving this blue alien. This blue alien is his bounty, his bounty and he drops he drops the bounty puck in front of him, which is a cool little another piece of. Uh, of uh, lore that we're, that we're being brought into is the whole, um, bounty hunter guild and how, and how, uh, established they are as like an official organization in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. And, and like their rules and regulations are constantly discussed in this episode. And to me as a star Wars fan, this is really cool. Star Wars lore coming out here. This isn't, this isn't dumb shit. Like, um, you know, like telling us that Han Solo was given his name and, you know, didn't have it before <laughs> that. Um, yeah. and trying to freak us out. This is star Wars fan stuff. Like this is how the bounty hunter guild works guys. Now sit down and listen to this. And like, I just love every, I loved it all. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I did so, too. Yeah.
0: yeah. So the blue guy turns out to be a bounty. Uh, right. he's a funny character. You know, he's trying to like charm the Talk Mandalorian. It's not going to happen. Um, mandalorian has a great line uh i can take you in two ways uh warm or cold yeah and uh you know meaning dead or alive and it's, just, it's so western it's so clint eastwood
1: that's not um, what i got from that line uh, no warm or cold uh either uh in carbonate or not in carbonate right.
0: is what right. i got from that yeah but i i i liked how you can interpret the line two different ways right yes. so if you're saying, Oh, this is for children. Oh, he meant carbonate. (laughs) And if you're saying, Oh, this is for your dad, he meant dead or alive. Like when would. right. Um, I, so I, I totally agree with you. It could be either way. And I Mm. like that. Um, uh, so then he's, uh, my, th- we're still at the beginning of the episode, but I'm still like excited about the beginning of the episode because the, we were quickly introduced to Brian Posehn, uh, one of my favorite comedians who has been in so many amazing TV shows. We were talking about it earlier. Yeah. He was in King of Queens. He was in Carrie. He was in, Big bang, uh, bang. Big bang, bang theory. theory. Yeah. I think he was in 30 rock. Uh, okay. Yeah, he was in 30 rock. Uh, he was a regular on at midnight, the game show, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, uh, not anymore. Um, but uh, Brian Posehn, one of my favorite dudes, and like a nerd, uh, big time nerd, big into the nerd in yeah. the nerddom community, yeah. and uh, he has a great, funny role in the beginning of this. He's a speeder bike pi- a, a land speeder pilot who just gives the Mandalorian a ride uh, back to his ship, and uh, his ship is parked on this on this frozen uh, lake.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, Brian Posehn drops them off at the ship, and he's like, "You know, make sure you stay off the ice," mm-hmm. and then. It's, it's, it Brian, Brian Poseidon hilariously drives away, and then this giant creature busts through the ice and eats him.
1: Mm. Er,
0: and it's hilarious. He's about to eat them, anyways. No, oh, he eats Brian Poseidon. Oh, did he? I didn't, uh, yeah! Did I yeah off the distance! He's, yeah, maybe you didn't notice because it's off in the distance, but it's, a, it's the funniest joke. Really? Brian Poseidon drives off, and the blue character is looking around, going, What do you mean, stay off the ice? What's he talking about? And then off in the distance, you see the ice bust through, and yeah. his whole landspeeder gets swallowed by the creature. Oh, I completely and awesome. then, And then that's how the blue guy knows the creature's coming, because he sees the ice starts to break between him and the creature, because it's coming towards them, and they have to escape. And then there's this amazing scene, which I believe is directly out of the Christmas special, where the creature busts through the ice in the water... And bites the Mandalorian ship as he's trying to take off, Right. and tries to. Okay, them, I, and and
1: I, I totally just watched it right now. Okay, <laughs> now nah, I did not catch that the first time.
0: <laughs> anyway, it's great yeah. though, right? Yeah, and yeah. and this 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 creature, this sea creature, is so great. It's like Game of Thrones dragons, perfect. It's yeah. not like you don't think about whether it's real or CGI or where the line is between the two things. Mm-hmm. It looks perfect and i want to say there was a couple of moments that didn't look perfect like mm-hmm. there was the first land speeder that came to pick up the bounty hunter that he that he refused because it was driven by a droid to mm-hmm. me i thought that looked completely cgi i thought it was taken right out of the prequels okay and that's another thing i think that um the visuals are not perfect but they're great but um they're good. but yeah
1: no, yeah good.
0: but but to me when they're not perfect they remind me of the prequel visuals mm. which in a way is still great because uh, all the fans of the prequels want to be reminded of the prequels and i think it does that in every once in a while there's some clunky cgi yeah. but it's not it's not enough to like say that the cgi is bad in the show i just there's like a couple of spots here and there mm-hmm. um, quick moments anyway we're still way at the beginning of the episode but yeah. um <laughs> You know, uh, uh, we we go from here to um, uh, you know. I, I should mention we're in the ship, and then the blue guy discovers that uh, the Mandalorian has a collection of bounties that he's already got frozen in carbonite, just hanging up in his ship. Can and I just, then we uh, see
1: point out something real quick there um, when he's uh, talking about basically how he has to go to the bathroom. This is something that's never been talked about. Never, in Star never Wars, eh? going to
0: the bathroom in Star Wars. Yeah. You're right. That's a great.
1: Yeah, this is and the then, first time. And this is the first time you've ever seen a toilet in you Star Wars. You saw a
0: toilet in a yeah. spaceship in Star Wars, and thank God, I love that. <laughs> yeah. This is this yeah. is the kind of thing I want. Uh, this is the kind of thing I want. I want I want to feel like this is a world that people actually live in, right? Yeah. Like, I if I went to the Star Wars universe, I want to think there's some place I can pee yeah. on the Millennium Falcon, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm sorry, but I just need – I don't need it to be completely real. I don't want it to be completely real. But, uh, but fill in these little details that yeah. make it a world that we can really live in. Yeah. And say fa- yes, no, give me I, all I agree, that.
1: I really I like that. that. So I, that. The, I think the closest that uh, we've ever had to that was Jar Jar stepping in, uh, in poo. <laughs> oh <laughs> Other yeah, than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Other <laughs> than that, I don't recall another, like, you know what I mean? Bathroom moment. And no. like, where did Cubans, Yoda, Cubans where did Yoda go, go to the bathroom on yeah. Dagobah? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah yeah but, yeah, no, but, no, yeah, no I thought that was uh, I thought that was cool, so yeah, no, I
0: like that I think it was just like one big bathroom, that's true, lot you must lot there you will, <laughs> so. All those bubbles coming out of the swamp are just like swamp creatures just <laughs> farting. There
1: you go.
0: It, it really smells bad on Dagobah. Luke never mentioned that in the Empire Strikes uh, <laughs> fuck.
1: What was the name of that uh that uh eternal the the bog of internal stench? That's that's uh, <laughs> uh
0: light a match, you must not.
1: <laughs> uh shit. Anyways, we uh we're off track. <laughs>
0: uh
1: so um, okay, he's, he's, uh, okay. he's he's going so through he's his said, ship. He's going through his shit. So then um, Mandalorian
0: puts him in his carbon freezing chamber, which, which I he thought has was great on his ship. Yeah. which <laughs> I had a problem with. Really, I, I, thought, that I, was thought, great. It, I thought it was a fun moment, yeah. and I don't I don't mind that. Okay, now we can have a carbon freezing chamber that's small enough and portable enough that we can have them on a ship, mm-hmm. like on a on a ship this size. Because it seemed like the carbon freezing chamber on Bespin was this massive deal that took up this giant room, you yeah. know. Uh, all this big machinery, and now, and now, what we have is the spray tan booth version. <laughs> <laughs> and and I honestly, I didn't like that. Right. In, right. But it was a spray tan booth, like, and it didn't, it didn't even have similar sound effects to the carbon freezing chamber from Empire Strikes Back. I feel like it was such a like diminished version it's, of it's a portable carbon, carbonate. but it's the portable free. It's the portable version. You're right, yeah. but then. The frozen carbonite slabs looked exactly the same as the big, giant, expensive version True. that Darth Vader had on Bespin. True. So we could have had a cheaper version of people frozen in carbonite that looked slightly different because it was a cheaper, portable version of the chamber.
1: True,
0: but that wouldn't have been as cool. It wouldn't have looked as cool. It wouldn't have reminded of reminded us of Empire Strikes Back yeah. so much. Yeah. Anyways. Um, it's still a fun moment when he freezes him in carbonite, uh, on the ship. And then, and then we, and then we move on to, um, the next scene where he is, uh, collecting his pay for his bounties. He's basically cashing in yeah. and here's where we see Carl Weathers. Yeah. Uh, uh, I forget the name of his character now. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Do we even catch it? Uh, uh it's probably on uh, IMDB. But... Herzog
0: says it, um, okay i'm not going to spend too much time trying to find it if i can't find it really quickly grief grief carga, grief carga, and he is basically he's uh he seems like he's uh, in the bounty hunter uh guilds if you, it's like a higher up mm-hmm. and he's the he's the guy who hands out uh bounties to bounty hunters and uh is like what do you got he's like not much not you know there's A lot of people aren't willing to pay uh, the guild rates these days, so there's not a lot of money to be made. Mm -hmm. But there is this one expensive bounty from this one really shady dude. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to do it, you can have it. And he's like, yeah, okay, give me that. So here we go on the main plot of our show now. Uh, The Mandalorian takes off to this guy who he's not told anything about. He's just told he's a rich guy, and uh, he's got a job that he needs done, and he needs somebody good, and he's got deep pockets. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, we, we see him go fly off to another planet and then, uh, he arrives here, uh, with the Werner Herzog character who is just referred to as the client. He's not Mm -hmm. given, his name isn't given. Uh, but, but he is of course, he seems to be a high level Imperial officer of some kind because he's got these stormtroopers that we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, as, as his guards. And then we get the scene that we talked about earlier where the Mandalorian faces off with these stormtroopers Mm -hmm. and it's the, it's the first time we see Stormtroopers. Uh, you know, here we go. This is this is our continuation from Return of the Jedi. Boom, right? Like, mm-hmm. last time we saw Stormtroopers, they were uh, being killed by Ewoks yeah. <laughs> uh, in Return of the Jedi. Here we are again. And like I said earlier, they're all beaten up and they seem skinny. <laughs> um, and, um, but they're still, like, wearing their masks, even though their masks are all cracked up and wrecked. And um, it's like... Uh, it's like almost like a cult now. It feels like to me when I'm watching it, right? Or, or at least like a like a like a gang in the desert, uh, right. a, like a gang of I don't know, like scavengers or something. Yeah. Um, basically, you could tell these guys are in rough shape and just holding it together with uh, a little bit of force, right?
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just uh, one quick thing. Um, so remember when he was like um, catching in his bounties, where or not catching them in, but he was getting other bounties, and he said, "Yep." And he said, uh, I have one for a smuggler. You think that was, uh, supposed to be Han?
0: Uh, I don't think so because if it was for Han Solo, it would have been a big paying bounty because Han Solo would have been a famous hero at this point. But, uh, one of the bounties he offered him was for a smuggler. And I thought that that scene might have been some Easter eggs for something that we might see later on. Uh, you know, the bounties that he offered him, we got a bail jumper, a bail jumper, a bail jumper. And then he said, and there's a smuggler, uh, and I did wonder, oh, who's that smuggler he's talking about? Yeah. But it could not have been Han because, like I said, they were all low-paying bounties. And okay. there's, no way, there's no way Han Solo would have been a low-paying bounty after True. everything he did. Um, but that might come back later. And I love the discussion they had about the, he didn't want to be paid in Imperial Credits because the Empire's gone now. Mm-hmm. So he had to pay him in uh, Calamari uh, currency instead. Okay. Even though he could only pay him half the bounty uh, that he could pay him in Imperial Credits. He was like, yeah, so you could tell and Mandalorian wants nothing to do with the old Empire stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a cool little, uh, more like universe stuff that I want, that I love. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so um, then <laughs> uh, yeah, we're off to the client, and he's got the Stormtrooper surrounding, and we get that scene where uh, their conversation is interrupted uh, by somebody walking in the room, and it's, a, it's another interesting character that we don't get much about yet, Dr. Mm-hmm. Pershing. Dr. Pershing obviously works with uh, the clients and these uh, imp- these former Imperials, and they want this bounty. Uh, th- this is what this is why the Mandalorian is here. They're hiring him to go to go uh, get a bounty. Yeah. Uh, they don't tell him anything about the person he's trying to get for them, except that it's. That they're 50 years old.
1: Um, not even a picture. Remember, he's like, where's the puck? Yep. And he's like, there's yep. no, uh, there's no, no
0: image there. or anything. So it's a yeah. secret to us the Mandalorian is going after, um, which is, you know, it's the big reveal at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he takes this job. He goes off to another planet. There's a lot of the Mandalorian jumping in his spaceship and flying to other planets in this, which is great, mm-hmm. which I love um i wish they had I, uh, I skipped, I skipped something here but go ahead
1: no i was gonna say i wish they uh they did what they did in uh rogue one which is when they go to a planet have the title of the, the planet. name yeah i the was name. i was
0: missing i was missing that for sure yeah. i wanted that i yeah, wanted that because you went wonder. to so many different places and i don't know the names of any of the places yeah and i'm not i'm not a good enough star wars nerd to have looked it up yet and i'm gonna probably like you know, tonight, watch a bunch of other people's review videos Mm -hmm. and get all the details that everybody else researched and enjoy that. Um, but yeah, I wish that was put on the screen a little bit. And I Mm -hmm. wanted another thing I should have mentioned. People were wondering if there's going to be a crawl. No, there's no crawl. There's not going to be a Mm -hmm. crawl in anything except the episodic films. Disney said that, um, it's, it's a really quick opening. It's like right into the action. It cuts right up onto a, a beautiful desert landscape. And then the Mandalorian walking across it, he just landed on this planet and he's going to this bar. Um, but that uh, thing yeah, with the no, uh, no with
1: the faces at the beginning, I think you think that's going to yeah. be like the, the new
0: lo- the new Lucasfilm stamp is what you're talking about. Uh, it reminds me of the Marvel the yeah. Marvel the MCU um, yeah, exactly pre yeah, pre show roll uh, where they, it's just it's just like basically their version of their logo, right? Yeah, um, yeah I love it. Uh, the Lucasfilm thing is it just shows a bunch of masks of different characters, yeah. and and it's so cool. I, I love. Wonder it. if I
1: love that's going to be like the TV it's, show. It's, um, um, you know what I mean? Like I, I yeah. doubt they'll do that in the movies. We'll know. see.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I I think anything branded Star Wars is gonna have that on it now, but wh- I don't know for sure. We'll see. Yeah.
1: Um
0: uh anywho, uh so he goes to this other planet now, and all he and he's got a location of where his bounty is, uh and he uh is, is scouting it out from a distance and he sees that there's a lot of thugs, a lot of like soldiery guys. Mm-hmm. Uh um like guarding this building he's got to get into and then we get the entrance of my favorite character in the show ig11, IG-11. uh yeah. played by taika watiti uh you know it's 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 an ig um bounty hunter droid exactly like ig88 from the original star wars trilogy mm-hmm. an action figure that most of us had uh, because he was always available when the good action figures were sold out so everybody <laughs> ended up with one um <laughs> But uh, but I'd never seen this character in action before, and oh my god, what an amazing character this was. The yeah. articulation in the movement of this character was so complex and so cool. It was visually one of the coolest things I've ever seen done in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I, I just loved all of the detail of this character. Every action he did required so much articulation mm-hmm. digitally. Um, I don't know how much of it was digital and how much was practical, but um... IG Eleven was such a cool character and so funny, and yeah. I gotta race through uh, the rest of this because I gotta to get detonate. up. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah,
1: over Nick Nolte though.
0: Nick Nolte was a great character too. He taught uh, the Mandalorian to ride the those uh, two legged uh, lizard cre- creatures, which was a great sequence. What
1: are they called again? balzix or something
0: i can't remember blargs i yeah, I, yeah. I forget I,
1: yeah, uh, I loved um i loved his little thing when he's like i have spoken
0: <laughs> yes yes he's got his own yeah, like yeah. like his own little yoda affectation yeah. uh instead I of have spoken i have spoken and then yeah don't argue with that guy anymore because yeah. he just told you quill was his name k-u-i-l-l uh, a great fun character, yeah. and then IG Eleven Taika Waititi, another great fight, a fun character who ends up teaming up with the Mandalorian to get this bounty. They have to negotiate uh, to, to take it half and half, and then they uh, they saw so this great action sequence where they fight like a hundred bad guys together, yeah. and, and they win. And then we get to the ending; they we finally get the big reveal of what the bounty is. And yes, it's fifty years old, but it's a baby mm-hmm. because it's a baby yoda yeah it's a yoda's race child and it's adorable it's yeah. the cutest most vulnerable little creature you ever saw gizmo. and um look just like it, yeah it Green. reminds it looks just like gizmo and i heard somebody say was there was there a gremlin barbecued in this no it wasn't a gremlin no. it was salacious crumbs race yeah. salacious Crumb from return of the jedi yeah. uh that little gremlin-looking thing. We did see one of those getting barbecued in this, yeah. and then at the end we see this baby Yoda, <clears throat> yeah. and it's adorable. And 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 IG 11s like, "Oh, we got to terminate it." The bounty said, and then the Mandalorian, boom, takes out IG Eleven. Yeah. He's not going to harm this baby. He's going to protect this baby. That's the 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 moral choice that he makes at the end of this episode. And I skipped over when he gets the best bar armor and the whole armor scene, which was fantastic. And yeah. the Mandalorian but we really got to wrap this up Kevin I'm sorry but yeah, um, no I, I gotta get going uh, but look I want everybody to go see this uh, the baby Yoda thing at the end people are complaining that it's that they don't like it um, I, I, I'm i divided on it because it reminds me of the baby Jabba from the right,
1: Clone, Wars. Clone Wars movie yeah. yeah
0: remember the baby Jabba yeah. the Jabba's baby that was the worst dumbest thing and yeah. people hate it to this day yeah. and I think that This is like maybe Dave Filoni trying to do the Star Wars rhyming thing with himself and saying, like, I'm going to rhyme this with the origin of Clone Wars because Clone Wars turned out so great. Um, But uh, if that's what he did, that was a mistake, I think. But we'll see what happens with this baby Yoda character. My mind is completely open. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope something cool. I hope there's something Force-related. I hope the reason that that Dr. Ishtar... Well, I'm sorry, I got his name wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. That the, I hope the reason they want this baby so badly is because they it's powerful in the Force, and they want to raise a new emperor mm-hmm. to raise a new empire. Um, and if we find out that's the plot, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Um, but we'll see. We don't know much. Uh, we don't know much at this point. But um, for me, uh, the Mandalorian season one chapter one is a nine out of ten. Okay. It is. It is everything I hoped it would be, with a little bit of room for improvement in a couple of areas. Yeah. But um, you fix a couple of things, and for me, this is a perfect show, and I couldn't be more. I still, my hype level is still just as high for yeah. episode two, which is coming on Friday. Friday. Uh, uh, and then, so we're going to have to do another review for episode two on the weekend. Yeah. But um, that's where I am, buddy. Nine out of ten. How about you?
1: Um. Yeah. Actually. Um. I was thinking around eight. So. Uh, like you said, uh, definitely there is room for improvement. Um, there was a few things um, that were just like <laughs> really, <laughs> but overall, no, I I I enjoyed this uh, this show. I love the feel. I love the look. Um, I did think that the scene at the end with IG88 and the Mandalorian when they're shooting all the bad guys, to me, that felt like a video game. Um, yeah, a
0: little bit. Yeah, yeah. It was that,
1: very very so... video
0: gameish. Action scenes do need a little work mm-hmm. with 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 the humans. Uh, IG Eleven in the action scenes was perfect, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. But no, he was but awesome. the, but this but this huge scene where there was like a hundred human bad guys yeah. and the Mandalorian, the, those those kind of scenes need a little bit of work, a little bit of tightening up somehow.
1: Yeah. As soon as he uh, jumped on that 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 machine gun thing, the floating machine gun, I was like what am I, fucking playing a video game? <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's it. it did feel very much like a video game to me. But, but no, yep. overall, I, I thought it was good. I had I, I had fun with it. Um, I'm actually going to – I just started watching it again before we start recording, so I'm going to finish watching it again. That will be my second time. Um, But, yeah, no other than that, no, I, I dug it, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season.
0: Cool. Well, Janet, I got I to gotta <laughs> jump ahead of you and tell you that's the end. That's
1: the end. There that's we go. right
0: everybody <laughs> go watch the mandalorian uh get disney plus there's so much on disney plus it's so worth it i can't even i didn't even talk about it at all but
1: yeah.
0: like there's so much content on there i can't even tell you we should we could do a whole episode just talking about what's on disney plus go yeah. get it guys it's worth it and you know what that's all for episode 32 yeah. so uh from from me jd the mc and my partner dj kevy kev yes. just chill
1: to the next episode <laughs>